0: Just to let you know, I don't plan any of these fucking pods. We oh, literally good. start chatting yeah, and I like, yeah. wing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. i tell you, it's the shop. You've got a lot of good fucking content there. Yeah. Are we good. filming it? Yeah. This one's filming. Really we can right. use that as like a little <laughs> intro code. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to trademark that pink and blue or something. So good. Something about the combination. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting like. I get hammered with your Instagram ads. Pops up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Right, we're back with so fucking weird not having a big mic. Yeah. Because I'm so used we're to throwing going. throwing you off. Throw me
1: you. We no, get no, your fake,
0: fake mic. It's fine. We're back with episode 61. Am I looking at the camera on? This, this is so fucking, if you can keep this in, this is so fucking formal the setup. <laughs> and it's throwing me off. Back with episode 61 of Midnight Pod, We've got Graham Hussey. We're in the Dream Factory. Is it the Dream Factory? Dream Factory? No, just Dream Factory. I guess it's the Factory of Dreams. Yeah. Something like that and we have the correct pink and blue hues, and I feel very out of my depth because we're in a proper studio, and I was just saying it feels like we're doing Justin Bieber, 10 things I can't live without or something. And we do have a £10 unit of prime energy drink. And if I was 10 years younger, I would care about this Yeah. because I'm not. I just like the taste. But... Do you actually like it?
1: What, what one's that?
0: Um, tropical Punch. I eat that lemon and lime, which
1: tastes like flat 7 up. Do you ever like...
0: Yeah, I mean, i am actually... Working on the idea of doing like a ready-to-drink kind of mushroom energy drink-style thing, kind of this like Prime meets mushrooms meets research, gradient can or something. But it takes so fucking long to make. Yeah, no, as does well, every consumable product. I'm learning, but um, like with every pod, we're going to go through your story. I'm going to learn a lot because I'm probably the worst fucking host ever because I Perfect. don't do research. <laughs> I just come on and figure it. it's like a conversation. It's never an interview. We just have a fucking chat. Mm. You've obviously got an interesting fucking story. I've done a bit of research. I say I don't do any research, but I do a little bit. Dream Factory is obviously not your first venture. You said you've been in content for ages. Mm. I've just realised you're fucking from Dublin, or or near Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm proudly half Irish with 12 Irish cousins from Clontarf. Where's the start, entrepreneurially, for you? Like, going back, I'm going to guess. I don't know how old you are, but a bit older than me. Definitely more experienced. Do you reckon? Oh, that's a nice way to
1: put it, more experienced. I'm 33. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the worst age to be an Irish person. Um, but I but you know what? It's like the entrepreneurial journey it's like I usually go my previous business, which is Startup Van, which was I ran for seven years before this. But truth be told, I was always up to some shit, right? I think was always up to something. I tried to do launch a waterless car wash business. How's that work? Fucking doesn't, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah. I, I got this stuff from California and big it's so stupid now that I think about it. And you basically spray it onto cars. This was his pitch. You spray it onto cars, it doesn't need water, environmentally friendly, but it was all sorts of shite in it. And they basically go between the dirt and the paint and create a sea and you can wipe it off. I was like, that's the fucking best thing ever, because you can do it in all the I've heard about this somewhere.
0: Yeah, or you can something do it similar. Like
1: underground car parks. I was like, fucking hell, you don't need hoses, you don't need drainage, this is going to be billions. So I got the European rights to it off this dude. Turned out he was a bit of a scam artist, but got the European rights to it, and a leaflet dropped, like 10,000 leaflets in Dublin and got a phone call off someone. When was this, like, this way like back? This ten years ago, yeah. yeah, and I got a phone call saying, hey, I, my truck, I want you to, like, use this water. car wash, I got your, like, number, and I go, yeah, so it, when I went round to it, and it was covered in, like, cow shit, so it's, like, four by four, was covered in, like, that thick of cow shit, and I'm there, just a little squirty bottle, and he left me the keys, and oh, I remember thinking, best. this is not going to fucking work, so I drove it round to a car wash, washed it and then dropped it back around to pret- him pretended it was your day. I think I made three quid profit on that yeah. and then just gave up I was like this is just not going to work enough. California's different with dust right mm. like, this shit's not going to fly here so that was the, probably one of the first things I did
0: was that like uni did you go
1: to uni how, how far were we going back like... I didn't go I went to, I went to like college for like, a month and I was like IT multimedia and I was like fuck I'm not arsed I just couldn't I like, definitely have like ADHD I just couldn't couldn't concentrate I was like, oh, fuck, why am I here? And I'm constantly just bouncing around. I couldn't, couldn't actually focus on it. I was like, I need to get out of here and do something. Um, and I did all sorts of stuff. I worked for Honda, like car sales, instead of going to uni. Um, and then I worked for Oracle, IBM, all these big tech companies. But I couldn't last. I just couldn't. I don't know. I was like, why the fuck am I sitting at a desk doing like? This shit that doesn't really... Yeah. For a company that has 400,000 employees, like, what the fuck's going
0: on? I was always very, like, that kind of sporadic and, I don't know, ADHD is that the word everyone fucking says that these days, but like, I did loads of different things. But I just knew I didn't want to be a civilian, as I would call it now, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, yeah. Like, whereas my twin brother, funnily enough, it's, like, an interesting case study. Twin brothers don't look alike. Yeah. Exact opposite to me. Really? He probably what, doesn't watch job? this shit. Yeah, like, just uni master's degree steady girlfriend always different ones but always yeah, yeah. i can yeah i mean i was just always like i don't know what the fuck i want to do but i just want to do my own thing and then just did loads have of you had him, shit. have you hit, had him on the show no that would be fucking crazy it's like it's to- it is quite interesting it'd be like a, a good study to do because what what happened like who fucking hurt me when I was 16 <laughs> that like, p- pushed me, to, probably a girl, but that pushed me down this, this road, but yeah. Yeah. It's so, like a weird, I, so I can like relate wasn't, to, to that being like quite random and shit. Because wasn't that the Andrew Tate thing? Not to compare you to Andrew Tate. Yeah, wasn't no, that, I mean, not even... some girl a dick and he was like, fuck you, I well, weights well, or whatever. I don't know, I mean, I'm definitely a hopeless romantic, so... Fuck, there's so always a girl Female somewhere. viewers. Yeah, I mean, that's where the pink and blue probably comes <clears> from. Is Talking, it? Fucking, like... Listening to the 1975 at night, wanted to fucking make movies and shit. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting now because I'm going off on a tangent now. But I see a lot of founders that come on my pod and shit, and a lot of them are like MBA founders, it's mm. kind of what I call them. Like, they've gone through like a formal education. And there's nothing wrong with that, but like it's a different way of doing it. And then they sort of hire people, and from day one, it feels like a lot more formal. Mm. Like, guys that raise loads of money to start like a cereal brand, there's one guy I was speaking to recently. Cool guy, but it's just like I can't relate to that because I, I just started when I was like in, in a burger bar, working in a burger bar. Yeah, you know, I did some Facebook ads, all that shit, and it's like a different path to figure yeah. out your own thing. All I do every single day is see founders
1: come through the door here, and there's, there's, there's two, and, and one isn't better than the other, I don't think. Right? I know which path I would want, which is the one I took, but there's two very different sides of the fence on, on this founder life, right? It's people who Went to uni, got a job in the city, mm. saved some money, decided to leave and launch a brand with a bit of a war chest. And then they yeah. were just a bit more rogue and went, fuck, I need to make cash.
0: High risk. Yeah, definitely. And how did that go for you then after this fucking car cleaning? Well, you know, it was like I
1: was always interested in business, I was always interested in tech. I think I probably looked up to people who had like, the courage to go do something, right? So I was working these corporate jobs, just fucking hating it. But I'd read like, Tech Crunch or Business Insider, I'd be like, that person's cool as fuck. To actually go off and they don't have to answer to anyone, they can do their own thing. They make tons of cash, they make tons of cash. If I made a ton of cash for Oracle, they didn't care, mm-hmm. right? There was no, right, where, like, you know, in Dream Factory, we grow Dream Factory, There's like a gold, is a big thing, but Oracle or whatever, and IBM, it's just, you know, you're in this fucking cubicle. Thousands of other people say, what the fuck is this about? Um, so, so yeah, I was reading tech, like tech TechCrunch, Business Insider, and then I started just going, oh, these questions are, dog shit. and I know now why they're dog shit, right, because the journalists, I'm never going to get featured in any of these publications now, but the journalists yeah, don't, so don't really give a fuck, right, yeah. they're paid to write a fucking story about a founder of a tech company, they don't actually give a fuck, so I started, I just created a domain and started like emailing these founders going, do you want to be featured in my tech website, like news, like fundraises, all this sort of stuff, and they were like, and everyone said yes, but I had zero readers, I no fucking history, nothing, and everybody. People
0: do love speaking about themselves. That, that's the hilarious. thing I love. Any, Anyone fucking, will come on a podcast. It's hilarious. Unless they're like an A-list celebrity.
1: No, no one ever asked.
0: Yeah. Who reads this? Never once. So I was getting all these like
1: really good founders that are making moves. And then Web Summit, this um, big tech conference, hmm. started in Dublin and now it was in Lisbon. brings like 180,000 attendees every year, as biggest one in Europe. That was in Dublin at the time. So I was like, fucking hell, I need to film at that. Sick, I can't, I can't write for shit. The blog's dog shit anyway. So I was like, no one fucking read it. I didn't enjoy writing it, but I loved speaking to the founders on the phone or on uh, Skype or whatever. Um, and I was like, right, but I can't turn on a camera. I was like, that's fucking issue one. Mm-hmm. So I went to a production company in Dublin, and I was like, I want to film with founders, but I want to do it differently at Web Summit. I met up with this dude in Dublin, and he was like, yeah, but where are you going to film? And I was like, well, inside the fucking conference centre with founders finding out what's going on, what brings them to Dublin, their story. Similar to what we're doing now, just shoot the, br- shoot the breeze. And not This was like seven eight years ago, right? So this was like very, every business podcast was fucking or, or interview with suit and tie. And a founder in a hoodie and trainers with some bell and a suit and tie interview and they mm-hmm. didn't really give a fuck. So I was like, right, I want to do it a bit differently. Um, but the guy from the production company was like, it's going to look and sound like shit because you're going to be in the conference centre gonna be noisy as fuck, no one's gonna watch it. As soon as I hit play, I'm gonna switch it off. You need to get a studio. It's like fucking hell. And this is something I've realized to this day is that sometimes you just need to roll with the escalations, I think, right? It's just, because you need to get a studio. And I didn't go, oh fuck, I'll leave it so. I was like, oh fuck, studio, okay, we're doing it bigger. And it just kind of went along with the whole thing. Hmm. Um, hence where we are now, it's the same fucking thing. It's like, let's just roll with these escalations and keep going. And then there was no studio in Dublin that was fucking within a 40-minute drive of this conference. It's like, how do I get a studio there? What does that look like? So I got a lend of this Ford Transit van uh, off a mate of mine, and I put a couch in the back of it, and it was fucking mental. That's really the, Gar- like, the Gary B. story about this. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is this? It honestly looked like it was going to murder people at this tech conference. But if we're onto something, because it fucking sounds good, and it actually looks quite cool because all you see is what's in the, on the fucking, through the lens, right? But around it, parking that up at Web Summit would look like the electrician's just left his van here. What the fuck's yeah, going yeah. on? So I ended up going, what's like this but less murderer vibes? And we ended up getting like a 1959 hippie bus. Oh, yeah. It's fucking sick. So we went on these owners' because they're expensive, right? So we got mm-hmm. these owners' clubs websites and ended up getting like this one off this old lady that lived in the like, County Wicklow just outside Dublin. She gave us her, well, we paid her, but she let us have the van. And we basically, like, get the wrenches out. We tore out the inside and put in a studio. And we did the same test shoot again, but it fucking looked sick. It sounded great. And it was, like, a bit of a thing. I was like, all right, we'll call it Startup Van, because we can't think of a better name right now. And then called Web Summit, and they were like, best idea ever. Like, let's do it. And it was a f- fucking three-minute
0: phone call. Was this like a side thing at this point? Yeah, still yeah, working. yeah, This was just on the side. Of Oracle yeah, right?
1: or what? IBM, yeah. Right, yeah. And then, and then I was like, come off the phone going, that was fucking remarkably easy. But then I was convinced myself. You know, as a founder, you're like, that was easy, but you convince yourself why. I was like, well, they need content. It's something interesting. It's a value add. These fuckers are paying 800 quid to come yeah. to Web Summit. It's a value add for that. And then I got an invoice for 87,500 euros from Web Summit. And I call, going, is that pay? Is that, is that for me? Is that what? What the fuck's going on? They're like, well, Microsoft or whoever would pay that much money for that square footage in our conference. So why would we not charge you? And I was like, I'm so not fucking Microsoft. Mm-hmm. One, and yeah. then had it like if not a route. And I was like, fuck. Like I shot a promo video. I announced we were filming at Web Summit. You know, you get fucking cart before the horse stuff with founders. Mm-hmm. As soon as I come off the phone, I was like, right, promo video. I never fuck. told you this. Never do this when sounds good, let's do it. Like yeah. Here's the dates, here's the, here's the space you'll be parked in, let's go. Three minutes. I was like, mm. fuck, easy as fuck. So we announced it on Twitter, and then what I did was I just basically like, followed every single person that followed Web Summit, um, and it was like filming founders filming at Web Summit it was on the bio. Um, so I see people saying, oh, I want to be in it, because like we said, everyone wants to be fucking featured. So everyone started following back, and we shot a promo video. We got, like, fucking drones. Like, back then, it was, like, more expensive to have drones or whatever. Yeah. Um. And, and I said to websum I was like, we're after fucking events this shit. And they're like, we don't give a fuck. And it was just a big thing. I was like, right, what will we do? Let's park the van in Temple Bar in Dublin, where just people go and get pissed after yeah. the conference. Um. And it worked. Like, we just pulled up outside Dublin, dropped a Google map pin, tweeted it, and we had queues of people all night wanting to be interviewed. I think we did, like, 120, maybe more interviews... Across three days but what we did was we had an editor come in at like three in the morning or something get the files, take it off edit it throughout the night and we were releasing Web Summit videos before Web Summit so when someone searched Web Summit it was startup band coming up before mm. Web Summit because it was like proper
0: How long was each interview? I'm guessing not two hours did 120 minutes. No, 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 like three four minutes Yeah. but
1: the thing is we were like it wasn't a fuck you to Web Summit but it was more like a you know, what do you actually think of Web Summit, right? Mm. Like, you paid this much money to come here. and A lot of it was like, yeah, they told me I won a competition, you know, to come to Dublin, and then after I won the competition, they wanted five grand off me for this booth. It was just only one metre, and we only had half a day with it. You know, it was like the truth coming out. I was fucking loving it. I was like, brilliant, keep this shit coming, because they're drinking or whatever. You
0: didn't pay that 87k invoice, I'm guessing. No, fuck them. Yeah, yeah, definitely not.
1: Um but looking back now, people that drunk and not signing release forms—I don't even know if that would have been, would have stood up. But anyway, we released it and didn't really care. Um, and then we were handing out these business cards and paid like twenty quid for it. And they had like a Gmail on it, Gmail account, like startup at gmail dot com. Was handing these out. So I, back into IBM that Monday, I was like fucking back. I felt what it felt like to be a founder hmm. of like running this thing, making the decisions, not answering to anyone. And actually, getting a level of respect off other founders, going respect for getting this van, getting this gear, getting all these people doing something fucking cool. So I'm back in, like a little bit depressed on that Monday morning, like putting on my tie like a fucking bell and going into this, going yeah. into this job that I fucking back hate. into
0: the matrix.
1: Yeah, basically, right. And I sat down to the desk, but opened up Gmail, and I seen like loads of founders going, "Hey, where can I get my footage? Thanks for the interview." And then some invites to like, different cities to come film, but there were just founders. Like, hey, i would love for you to come to Nice to film mm. me in France. I was like, oh, that would be sick, but I have a job, right? But then there was ones in there, like um, Oracle was one, funny enough, and then Sage, the accountancy software company, PwC, EY. There was these emails dotted in between, which was basically like, we paid Web Summit 150 grand, and we were handing out mouse pads for fucking three days, nobody could fuck about yeah. But we were there for drinks and people are queuing for the startup van thing. So how can we get involved? I was like, fuck, how can they get involved? Didn't have a fucking breeze. And then a couple of days later, I ended up going to the shower to meet Sage. And they were just like, we don't, they were really sound, actually. They were like, we don't want to change it. We just want to help bring this around the world and sponsor it. I was like, fuck. So back, I had to come up with a price. Yeah. Where the fuck do you start doing that, right? Because I looked at my yearly salary. And when, fuck, if we are going to travel the world for a year, if I charge them that yearly salary, that tiny bit on top, that's fucking great for me, right? Don't have to come into IBM every day, can go travel the world and do this, they'll pay expensive and I'll get round about my yearly salary. And I spoke to this dude who's actually, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but he like had creative agencies and stuff. He's like, Sage is a multi-billion dollar company and they are like throwing 150 grand for three days at WebSum and you're going to travel the world for a year with them sponsoring and you're going to charge this much. Hmm. So he he, like saved me a massive fuck up because you we went back in with a fairly hefty sponsorship package, and they were like, "Yeah, done." And I went back in the day after. So between Web Summit and me quitting my job was about a week, something like that. Um, Crazy. And then just left and went to Chicago. Did they pay you
0: anything before, before you quit? Just like agreed, and it was going to happen. Like, I how took quick a bit I? of a shot. Yeah. yeah, I took a bit of a shot because like it's ninety-day payment terms yeah, yeah. and all this
1: sort of stuff. So you had to, right? I was like. And I was already getting a bit of heat because I was calling and sick and I was like just trying mm. to get out of it and stuff like that. But you had, I had to take a shot, yeah. But then the shot was minimal. I had signed a contract with a multimedia yeah. company, so it was like...
0: So where were you putting this shit back then, like seven years ago? Was it Instagram, uh, YouTube? YouTube, Facebook was huge. Yeah. Facebook was big and then a su- we, basically I said the
1: same as like the, getting the, the footage at fucking 3am, editing it throughout the night and releasing it first. I was like, the way we win here is to be first on fucking everything. So as soon as Facebook Live was released, we used OBS software to basically fake Facebook Lives. Mm. So we proper content, we edit it, multi-camera setup, and then we do Facebook Live. So people looking at it, people doing Facebook Lives off their fucking, look like a Nokia, right? Yeah. And also we were coming in doing these Facebook Lives that look sick, which got loads of traction because Facebook were pushing Live because they just released it. Um, mm. So between there and YouTube were like the two places that we, that we
0: posted it. Then what the fuck happened? You, you, you go worldwide. Did that for did that for years. Did you hire anyone? Like how, yeah, well it's really small team. It, how me, did it
1: look? It was me, my co-founder, and a videographer, basically, for years. Um, super lean operation. And then we we filmed with a dude in Hong Kong. He was like a senior director of like HSBC or something, and he was fucking nice dude. We you know some stuff gets under your skin, and you maybe have a point to prove we were out for dinner and we were having loads of whiskeys and he got really drunk and he goes I love what you guys do so cool and he goes I just wonder would I give a shit if you didn't have these cool vans and I was like that's a fucking rude thing to say and I was I laid mean, awake that night thinking is he fucking right like how long is this vintage Volkswagen van film studio thing going to be cool for her? and will people actually care so like a month later we got uh, you know a pier here you can get pop ups around London and stuff yeah I got one in Old Street Station just right beside where people go down into the tube and like built out a studio, kind of like that set over there. Actually, that fucking couch was in it.. Um, so, and, and did the pop-up studio, and it got a ton of attention. BBC business came down, lots of founders came down, and that was us proving uh, it's not the fucking ban. it's how we interview people. It's how, it's actually because we give a shit that we got. So, that so the
0: whole concept broadly was just getting people that haven't shared their stories. To do a quick interview, and yeah. people love it because it's anyone, yeah. rather than just yeah. people on a pedestal. Well, my thing
1: is, before I started Startup Fan, if I wanted to watch video content with founders, it was like Richard Branson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're like, it's such a, f- such a fucking leap. go, yeah. you, know, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, like you should work really hard, and he hops in his private jet and fucks off the next morning. Yeah, of and
0: everyone's head. heard that story a hundred times anyway. Yeah, but to me, it's actually cooler to hear
1: someone who's a little bit ahead. Mm. Six months in business, you know. 50 km or... Because or, then you're like, oh, like... I could do that. I can do that, yeah. right? Or, like, it's relatable more on a level yeah. than an actual fucking billionaire, right?
0: Um, it's exactly what I thought about. thought about and um, on the pod. Yeah. That's why I started it, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just more relatable,
1: right? And then there's some people that kick around and you walk by them in the street and then you don't realise that, fuck, they have this business and they're kind of under the radar, which like, we spoke off camera. I think yeah. I think it's really fucking cool. Versus so Someone true. who's like, you know, kicking around in a
0: three-day-vented Lamborghini or whatever. So did did that ever become a problem in terms of, like, scaling it, like I was saying about my own pod? Because, obviously, I think, oh, if I got fucking Molly May on, we'd probably get a million views, but does she fit the the niche? Maybe not. Is it authentic? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it did. It definitely did. Like, it was was definitely an issue that people were coming to us because we would get more viewership than if they did it. Mm. But then from where we're sitting, well... They share it on their Facebook or share it on their Instagram, and we probably do an extra four views. Yeah. Right. So it did take a while to ramp that up. We interviewed Gary V, which, which. Yeah, I've read about that. Yeah, which made which made a big difference, right? How did that
0: come about? Tell the story.
1: Oh yeah, this is some LinkedIn the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't I know. It, I didn't know who the fuck he was. First of all, not a breeze. And then one of my mates goes, "Oh, Gary Vee's come to Dublin. He's." Filming at um, Dublin Tech Summit or something like that. What replaced? Actually, what replaced Web Summit? It was in Web Summit left, left for Lisbon. A lot of fuckers in Dublin, went, right? There's a space here for a tech conference in this city. Mm. Um, and his speaking fee was 250 grand. Just um, do a keynote, which fucking blows my mind. For like watches YouTube videos, he says the fucking same yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's like a game, right? We get the him for 250k. Do we sell 350k in tickets, like? That's the balancing act of that shit. Mm. Um, but basically, just messaged his videographer. Because I watched loads of... Uh, after I realized who the fuck he was, I watched loads of his videos. And he was talking about time being valuable, respecting people's time, um, adding value. Messaged his videographer and said, you know, you have to get to the airport anyway. We have a company called Startup Van. We can film with you in this van on the way to the airport. Save your taxi fare. he gives a fuck about it. But save your taxi fare and we get some sick content. And his video walk from up accent, yeah, killer. Gary loves it. We're in, um, and that got us like a load of exposure in the US, especially, right? So we booked loads of tech arm and stuff to back of that. And I actually posted that on LinkedIn the other day. And some bell end. Oh, no, he wasn't a me, name, sorry. alright. He, in case right. he, uh, <laughs> he watched it, but uh, yeah. he basically he basically called me out on it. We're keeping that like, in. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But He basically called me out on it. We could put screenshots up maybe. Fuck. But he called me out, and it was like, I'd love to see the original meshes. And I was like, well. Yeah, that's a whole other LinkedIn post, dude. Low. And he goes, well, no, I want to see like, the original messages. I'll donate a grand to charity if you show me the original meshes. Oh, fucking all right. And yeah. I screenshotted uh, the tweets back and forth. And I sent them to him, and I go, grand to Cancer Research UK, please, do." And he wrote back, and said, no, no, not the public ones, the private ones. like, what is wrong with this, dude? So I screenshotted back the private email. He's got a fetish for private Gary DMS. Yeah, yeah. How niche is that? Mm. But I screenshot and wrote it back, and then he says, uh, "Yeah, fair play. I've been calling people out on LinkedIn for two years, and you're the first person ever, you know, do me in like this." So and he sent the screenshot. He donated a grant to cancer research. So that's why I said was he's a bell end, and now he's not a bell end. And blah oh, blah blah.
0: Previous pre bell end, or Yeah, it. fuck. So <laughs> after you set up, you done the, 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 the whole band thing. You done the pop-ups. Yeah. What was the expansion plan beyond that? And, and I guess and. How soon after did that end up blending, kind of becoming Dream Factory? Or like, what was the? Well, it was, they sound similar. Yeah, yeah. But what was the thought process? Well, we had we had signed
1: a partnership deal with Volkswagen, um, which makes total sense. We're vintage Volkswagen campervans. Um, Volkswagen were playing this new ID like electric thing, mm. um, and they have a big tech division. So Volkswagen's startup business tech division has like hundreds of employees. i have never even heard of it. Um, and they were like, "This fits the bill. We need content. You do it in a Volkswagen already. Just fucking fits." I was like, "Cool." So we signed, um, signed a contract with them to basically travel the world. They pay for the whole thing, sponsorship, um, really good money. And then COVID happened.
0: Yeah, COVID. And then you're
1: like pissing in the wind, going up against COVID, uh, going up against Volkswagen's lawyers. So it's like, right, fuck, force majeure in the contract, like gone, pulled. And then I was kind of just kicking around, doing fuck all, right. But again, it was like in the flat, you can only leave once a day. I was like mm-hmm. losing my fucking mind. And then I just started talking to founders about content. So it probably because I interviewed 3000 face to face, right? Over like yeah, seven years. It's a fucking shit tonne. So my WhatsApp was like loads of founders in it. And I was like, right. And I'm very glass half full, right? Uh, I think you need to be able to lose your fucking mind. And I was like, when COVID fucks off, what are you doing about content? And I was throwing ideas. You should do like a sex tech show with a female founders in the audience and do it every week. and. Here's how it will impact your brand and everything else. Why would you do it? And they'd get super excited about it. And then they hit a brick wall of like, oh, like we don't have the money to do a fucking live weekly YouTube show with a studio audience. It's not a thing. Or um, we have the money, but we actually don't have the time because we're busy founders. When do we have the time to produce a show like this? Or we don't know where to start. How do you script or storyboard or where, where do you go? And this was, a, this was a theme that kept going. And the only thing that would stop them doing it is money, time, and expertise. Like I just could write down, why aren't these fuckers doing more content? And that was it. Yeah. I did that prison thing. What do you call it? Where you just do four and then scratch through. I always forget the name. Of it. Whatever. The nah. name but, but basically, I had the three things listed down. I would just go through every founder. Um, and I was like, if I can solve one of these issues, that's a fucking good thing. But if I solve two, that's a killer business. If I solve all three, we'll fucking own business content across the world. That's that's the goal. Um, and then, uh, like I said, you just go with the escalations, right? Uh, Originally, I spoke to some really good friends of mine who own co-working spaces, and then they were like, well, first of all, they're fucked, right? Like, you went from, like, 80% occupancy to zero overnight, nearly zero. Some people, like, they held into contracts or whatever, Um, and they were like, well, you know, we have, like, 20,000 square feet of empty space. Who knows when it's going to be filled again? We'll give you that for free, I was like, that's fucking nice, right? Because I don't have to worry about rent. I can get this started up. And you'll understand this because you get brand. I was like, but I don't really, like, own that. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Like I'm going to be some Irish cunt in the corner of a fucking co-working space with cameras, right? That's what it's going to be perceived as. Yeah. Um, it's like, no, I need... Can I say that? Are you going to get demonetized? Anyway. I'm
0: already demonetized. Oh, I swear right. I swear all right. <laughs> right. yeah
1: Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that, because they're going to go, that's like, that's not a brand. It's hard to build a brand when you're in someone else's building, and you have to dance to their tune, right? You have to open mm. when they open, close when they close, and I couldn't control the vibe. But I was looking around. I was like, surely there's deals going on with fucking retail units, uh, and Sam, who's behind the camera, he, he um, ran this Japanese clothing company, at actually where you were, at Rivington Street before you came here. Uh, oh, yeah. and me and one of my me and one of my investors went to look at it. But bear in mind, my investors like who came in on this. I was basically sitting there, like in my head, coming up with this thing, and they were like, "Oh fuck, that sounds epic! If you can make that work," and they invested when it was nothing, right? Um, which was really cool. So,
0: had you decided that startup ban was done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, first of all, with plans back. to come back or just
1: no, no plans to come back. But I said, I said to my co-founder, it's just like I'm done with it, right? Ran its course, did it for seven years. Um, yeah, it's a long time. It's a long time, right? And truth be told, I think, like, there was definitely, like, in the le- latter stage of that business, there was definitely, like, co-founder friction, right? For sure. Um, which was just fucking stressful.
0: You didn't mention the co-founder?
1: Yeah. I tend to avoid, just get to yeah, angry. Yeah, right. But, like, we can chat about it, right? I think, like, he moved back to Ireland years before we closed down the business, and I was the only one in London. It was just, like, back and forward thing, and um, I think I wanted to do mad shit, and then he wanted to do safe shit, and we mm-hmm. used to, like, we used to come up to where I am with the mad shit, and then it ended up being, like, dragged more to, kind of, mediocrity, right? More like, which I think impacted the hype, it impacted who was interested, it impacted a lot of stuff. So I was like, I just kind of want free reign. To whatever's in my head, we make it happen. And we make sure it's wild as fuck. And if it works, it works. Um, And I want that freedom to do that.
0: What were we saying before we cut out? We
1: were saying about, yeah, co-founder, just like splitting away from it.
0: Oh, yeah, co-founder. Yeah. Yeah, so I never had a co-founder. Well, actually, I did, kind of. We good? All right. When I had a clothing brand, when I was like 20, with my mate in uni. But then he was just a fucking, at the time, he was just, probably similar to yours but he just wasn't on the same page and yeah. we went our separate ways he went back to uni I dropped out whatever he now invested in my business so it's come around full circle oh certain. shit well, what's, he, what's he doing now he has a really successful agency so yeah so he did figure it out yeah but I just don't know if I could do the co-founder thing maybe it's because I'm just lone wolf I don't know probably maybe too arrogant or something don't yeah not I need one or at least haven't done
1: I think it's honestly because a lot of people say to me you know, the business this business has grown a lot in the last, you know, eighteen months since we launched it. And then we're pushing through doing New York, all that sort of stuff, right? So we're gonna grow like fuck, basically. So oh, it must be really difficult without a co founder. You know, like things get tough, you've a bad day, blah blah blah. But it's a hell of a lot less tough than you have a co founder and you don't get on with it or, or, mm. or you feel it do you know what I mean? It's a lot it's way worse yeah. to have that rather than just being like, Oh fuck, was a bad day? Oh, I'll just get on with it than having like bit of friction for sure
0: yeah it's like i'd rather be single forever than have a girlfriend that fucking moans at me every time i do something that's the best analogy ever for that it's exactly it
1: for sure it's exactly it it's mental and but i see there's a program and i think like we're doing stuff with them so we can't we're not going to shit on them but but and it does work sometimes but there's a a incubator that does um matches just random people to be co-founders together
0: that's high risk fucking is right
1: it's honestly it's mental yeah and i've seen 50
0: percent from day one Hmm? Which might not be the, f- the main consideration, but like, when you come to sell it, you've, got, you've only got half of whatever you would have had.
1: Yeah. Well, this is it, right? But then so. I do, and then the only thing is, people scramble for CTOs, right? Mm. That's going to be it. Yeah. Some some cunt has an idea and they go, "Well, I can't build this, but I have an idea, and they go, "I need a CTO," mm. and that's it. And they're just being like absolutely handed. But then these any good like any good CTOs going to be in demand, so. The idea has to be great, and if it's not, I just see like loads of hassle with it. Long story short, if you can do it yourself and get enough cash initially to hire people, to be totally honest, I'm really lucky with Dream Factory that I got enough traction that I can actually hire people to do the shit that I can't do. Do you know what I mean? I kind of I feel yeah. like I've gone, I've I've i reached like a, I reached a plateau where I can actually go right, I can hire people to do stuff that I'm like really fucking shit at.
0: Do you think you were a generalist then in the earlier years? Because I, I certainly was. I feel like I was good at a lot of things. Yeah. But not necessarily great at yeah. anything.
1: I to be totally honest, if someone like I've definitely had nightmares about this of just like who the fuck would hire me to do anything? Yeah. For sure, right? I don't I don't know what if, if I had to get a job tomorrow, what where the fuck would I go? What does that look like?
0: Well you wouldn't and, and, and you shouldn't because that's you're obviously doing the right thing. Yeah. If you're unhirable, that's a good sign. Yeah, do you reckon? Like, why the fuck do you want to be hireable if you want to do your own thing? Yeah, yeah. There's no plan B. No, that's There's true. should never be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it'd be worse. to be like, oh, I can go back to being a fucking accountant or whatever. Yeah. It'd just
0: be plan B point two rather than plan C, do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: That's interesting like, about people. I wonder, is there a higher failure rate? Well, fuck, we should check this if we can. I wonder, is there a higher failure rate among startups Among startups, if the failures have something to fall back on? Has to be, right? I reckon there
0: would be. Fuck, that's it's interesting like stuff. back against the wall, isn't it? Yeah. Like... I don't know about you, but I mean, when I got into entrepreneurship, I was like, I just dropped, I dropped out of uni. I was working at Burger So I never went down that proper, real job route ever. Yeah. Which maybe was fortunate because I like, I never got exposed to people whose mindset might have made me think, oh, it's too risky, or whatever. It was like I became consciously became mates with as many entrepreneurs as I could. Yeah. So I didn't feel like a lunatic. Yeah. Even yeah. How I fucking was. Yeah. I probably yeah. Probably still am. So it just becomes normal. Yeah. So I normalized just. I, I didn't even think if entrepreneurship was risky even though I've fucked up many times I actually like nearly completely screwed myself up in the past yeah but I still was like oh, obviously I'm just what gonna was go the biggest
1: again. what was the biggest one you are like oh I fucked it big time not oh, two
0: years ago Neon Beach really that fucking business went into administration when I was 25 I lost like seven figures fuck yeah so was what? that was my first episode of the pod was it everyone who watches my pod knows that That was like the horror story. Holy fuck.
1: Yeah. Because I think I met someone who was running Neon Beach and it wasn't you. Did you sell the brand? Yeah. Right, okay, yeah. H- who was that? Someone brought in a neon sign I was like, check this, like, do you want this neon sign? I was, was it
0: like, e-, e Complete? Was I don't it know. someone to do with E
1: Complete? Don't know.
0: Fuck, i goes, find like, out. I have, e- e- I have yeah. emails. Was it th- the guys at Wayfly? Yeah. Do you know them? I don't know them personally, no. I thought you might know them because Jack, the founder, is. A mate of mine and my biggest investor now.
1: Oh shit! So, yeah, it's small no, market. I don't. I don't know them. And their office is yeah, on Wellington Street. Yeah, I, was,
0: I, was, I actually walked past it earlier, and I was like, so "I used to go there." Did you? So I worked with them for six months. Fuck! It was when yeah. When they bailed that business out, right? Yeah. Fuck! It was fucked. Mental. It was very fucked.
1: Yeah, because they come in. Because obviously we have that big follow your fucking dreams neon. So I think that's yeah, why so, someone. Yeah,
0: I did that. I made that for them. Or or, the, or they bought it from
1: yeah, yeah. No and then someone and then I think it's still in the basement actually I think they had some they were winding stuff up or had to leave the office and they were like hey do you want these neon signs yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah
0: yeah, yeah, fucking mad yeah
1: that, that was me then but they're supposed to be sound but I've never actually met them personally yeah they are they're cool yeah yeah. Um, yeah but that was like bouncing back from that but like you say you don't even think it's risky you just like you just what you just take the hit you know yeah. choice but to take the hit
0: I suppose yeah. and just be like yeah it's like mentally horrible but and and even i just don't i don't even consider like was that a
1: slow burn were you like okay i'm seeing this fucking coming no it was
0: incredibly quick but it was because it grew too quick really i mean i'll give you the the 30 second rundown because everyone that watches this shit knows the story but i had two brands i had a jewelry business which was successful Uh doing a few million a year profitable Mm. when i was like 23 then i launched this neon thing on the side Mm -hmm. but it grew to like a million a month in like three months it was ridiculous like, i had an itv deal with love island had private equity interested in investing in all this shit i was just cocky and arrogant at the time i was driving a convertible ferrari living in the penthouse thought i was invincible yeah and i had every reason to think i was because i'd grown like completely bootstrapped to like 10 million run rate and didn't have the foundations in place in hindsight mm. long story short this fucking factory it was, it was like B2B custom signs. So it was a very complicated model compared to just shipping fucking necklaces like this. Yeah, you, yeah. You've got them in a warehouse. So I had like 40 people in the Philippines working for me, which, I didn't, which worked until it didn't work. Mm. Then I, had a, I basically had a factory go bankrupt. There were payloads of money up front. They lost their main arm of the business because of COVID. COVID <sighs> spiked demand, but fucked supply chain. Fuck. And then very quickly, like three million quid of orders disappeared. The Daily Mail on my door called me a fraud like that's how bad it got
1: holy it worse fuck. than you can imagine
0: yeah I had like my parents were getting people visit their house 200 miles away looking for me like no way fun. that
1: is fucked yeah. up
0: now it's quite funny
1: but yeah about the time it's funny it's like,
0: because I survived it fuck but,
1: but you know yeah. what it's that kind of black swan moment of like but if yeah, it wasn't like, for COVID dude, it would still be yeah, f- it,
0: it, it peaked, but then also crashed so quick, which is that's a lesson itself
1: and, and we don't have to put this in if you don't want it. but did you like, because I definitely had a mind shi- mindset shift when I met like an OG founder. And I was talking about Dream Factory and I was talking about the growth and I was talking about everything else. And I did this like, you know, we didn't go out and raise fucking VC money. Like I got yeah. a tiny amount to be able to sign a lease and like that was it, off some mates basically. Um, and I was like putting everything back in, everything back in. And he was just like, the idea of a fucking business is to move cash from, from the business to you and the people who have equity in the business that deserve it. Investors, early employees, like that's the goal, is to get money from there and here. Don't get, ever get that fucking confused between like going along and just going until either it makes it or it busts. It's like mm. him personally, basically, as he, was, as he was growing the business, he would just take some out and take some out and take some out. So now his business was fucked because of COVID, co-working space. Um, but he's like yeah, but, he, so, but he is like no he took out two and a half million pounds
0: more conservative though more risk averse is, is what you're saying
1: yeah well personally yeah it's like more like look after yourself as the business is growing cause, cause... yeah well,
0: I've always been in the mindset that's like I'm not remotely worried because I know that one day I'm just going to hit it big and make a hundred million one go which might sound ridiculous but that's yeah, yeah. I always how I've thought since I was like 14 that's good I've never been like I, I don't even save money to be honest I've invested in a few things and whatever, but yeah. like I know that my biggest bet is building the business.
1: Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't give a shit about yeah. anything else. So if you just you just like, yeah, it's interesting because I actually don't care. Like
0: I argue, but I'd be fucked if all my businesses failed because like, I haven't bought property or whatever. And like, oh, yeah, I've got some stuff. I'm not saying I'm completely fucking in the business, but
1: mm.
0: I don't really care. Like that, that's that's what's going to be big. Yeah, I'm not putting money in a fucking ISA to get 0.5 percent on because I'm my mum's telling me to
1: yeah yeah I've never done that yeah it's interesting because <clears throat> with Dream Factory it's like I have I have very different very different types of investors right like these are mates early stage friends and family who gave enough money to sign that lease because mm-hmm. again to start startup fan I didn't like save anything at all so I was like oh I, was like, right, I need to do something else I was like fuck I wish I saved money throughout the year so I could just go and do this And actually it worked out better because I was going with people who were more knowledgeable than I was about stuff to be like, hey, invest in the business and they want to see it work and they think it's a fun thing, right? Um, But they're really conservative, a lot of them. Like super conservative, which is mad for investors. Like my investors are like total opposites of like usual investors. Like, right, Mm -hmm. we need to see a return, shoot for the stars, blah, blah, blah. Um, Really, really conservative, like, because you know, we, we want to do New York and we we're going to get that going, and they're like, Graham, you're putting all your chips in the fucking middle of the table doing New York. Because you get fucking crushed, you get killed, you get 15 competitors come out, and now you're putting all your chips in the table for Dream Factory. And you're risking it all to do that. Blah, blah. So we just have this constant thing where it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because if I didn't think I was the best person to do it and had the best team to do it, well, what the fuck am I doing?
0: Hmm.
1: Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't make any odds me putting all the chips in the middle of the table because like, I think we're the best team to do it. Yes. Yeah, so, so
0: how, how did you start like because I, I went down the fundraising route for the first time with my new thing and it was it was with friends mainly because i built a good network yeah at least initially that's kind of changing now but how quick did you go from fuck this is what i'm going to do to making it real and what was that timeline <sighs> like fucking a few like a few weeks like not long yeah not long
1: as I as I said, like you just roll with as it escalates, just roll with it. So I have a big fucking. a lot of people get scared about like you have an idea, don't tell anyone. You'll know, come across people that and get fucking bullshit. Yeah, right? It's such blokes. By over, oh, I just fucking told everyone. So from startup fan, obviously I had a huge network, interviewed thousands of founders, loads of investors, VCs, angels, all sorts. So I just called fucking all of them. It's like, I'm doing this. This is what it is. And I spoke to a VC firm in London who were like. This fits the bill because they were looking at US VCs that were doing like, you know, A16Z going in hard on content and having like in house content teams and also, whereas European VCs are way, way behind. So, like, I'll tell you what, we will fund. There's one of Europe's top VCs, and they were like, we will fund this. Let's do a joint venture, you and us. And to be totally honest, I was like, just like on the sofa, my gaff baked talking to this VC, going, like, fuck, like, it's so one of Europe's top VCs going, well, we'll back this. And bear in mind, this idea was just in my head like a couple of days before that. Um, so I just, again, called, picked up the phone, called everyone going, Europe, one of Europe's top VCs is going to back this business, blah, blah, blah. And I spoke to AJ. Um, I got an intro to, to one of my mates, to AJ, Leon, who's like, owned Misfit, um, creative agency, ex-Wall Street, like just crazy Cuban legend and uh, I was excited to tell him I was like I can't wait to like you know flex a bit and go oh you know this fucking VC's back in DF we're good to go blah 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 and he was like listen homie the way he talks he's like yeah listen homie it's the shittest idea I've ever heard and I was like what he goes you don't even know what this fucking business is you give it half of the way fuck are you doing and he like snapped me out of that shit ASAP yeah. and he's like who's paying your fucking salary and I was like oh well in the beginning yeah, they will he goes they will exactly shut the fuck up because i'm in for the first check go raise around the funding and then that was it so a couple of days after, he was the first check in a couple of days after that i'd raised like 136k um to go sign the lease basically um but when i ask people what you think i raised for df they always say like see this building the outdoor branding and they all go oh, like five or six million probably to build up because all co-working spaces raise that much money but mm-hmm. that's 136k well in total hmm yeah so it's like, but I, but I, but anytime I say that, I always see people kind of, I, always, I can see it in some people's faces that like have production companies or this or that. And then they kind of immediately go, ah, oh, I wonder could we fucking raise my, do you know what I mean? It's, you just naturally just see it. But unless you spend seven years eating dog shit, interviewing mm-hmm. vendors, building your network and just going through those motions, you don't have a fucking hope if anyone's watching um yeah, because there's fucking blood sweat and tears for years and you don't have any clue how
0: yeah so you build the credibility
1: build the credit people s- are backing you more than for sure for sure and yeah. fact is i said it earlier on the thing if anyone did go to launch a dream factory rival it's an office building with some fucking cameras in it not a content creation house for startups that's what they'll have for sure
0: and what was the business model in your mind initially, like when you fucking raised that money, had you even thought about that? It It was unlimited
1: content creation for a thousand pounds a year.
0: Is that even possible?
1: It was for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Unlimited content creation for 999, unlimited video, audio, and photography. That's a a
0: good deal. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, But it's mad. But we had that, we had that uh, basement in Rivington street, which is about 600 square feet. Uh, and we just got we, we to be totally honest I, I think I said this recently I didn't say it until recently I kind of kept it close to my chest but we signed people up for a dream factory to create content before we had cameras because we didn't have the money to get cameras yet yeah so like people came in and seen Ridmington Street and seen this construction going on I basically saw them the dream and then I, the, the initial you know Twelve or thirteen members who came in. I took that thirteen k and went and bought some cameras, and that's kind of how the business started in the beginning. It was like, you know, sell it before you have it, right? I was like, yeah, this is the yeah, fucking dream. You have to sometimes, right? Pre pre sell it, um, and it's class that they believe in it. Then, and this, like, those those members are still members now. It's sick. It's a bit of a stinger to have to pay five k, but it's still it's still a bargain, right? Um, yeah. We look after some of them, but. Um, But sometimes you just have to fucking, you have to do it, right? Um, And then we we expanded to this and we didn't raise any more money to get this. We used the profits from there to get this, Um, which has leveled everything up, right? All I give a fuck about is the members here, the content they produce is the best it can be. Because, you know, a brand like yours, if you have access to, (laughs) here's a cell, live, uh, a content creation house, right, to create unlimited content for your brand, do a podcast around it, do product photography, do videos, do taste testing, do live events. You could basically do fucking everything. And if you have that for five grand a year on limited content, and your competitor has to spend five or six grand a pop, there's only fucking one winner there out of the two if you're going to back one, right? And that's what I want for our members here. Unfair advantage through Dream Factory. I
0: start charging more. <laughs>
1: maybe. For some of them. Yeah, maybe. No, I, I think it's, a, it's a, you know, three, we 300 members now. Um, and 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 the, yeah, the the scale works i think we get a thousand members between this location and and this location and the other one and we've just looked at a third so uh, so
0: new york next
1: new york next yeah is
0: that going to be like the same sort of spec as this or is it bigger different the
1: building's bigger in new york yeah it takes time to get stuff done in new york which i didn't believe because people told me it would take ages to get this building. I think we had it done, start to finish, from viewing it to getting it five weeks or something like that. It was like, really? yeah, push it along. But New York's a different beast. Um, but I'm hoping with plans and action, we can get that done by summer. But then summer's a shit time. I, like, I'm like, summer's a shit time to launch something in New York, basically, because everyone dips out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're yeah, balancing that out. But New York's definitely next, for sure. I just basically did like fucking founder math and just went, the, where's the riskiest. Least risky place to go is the place with the most amount of startups. So let's go there. Basically, people said Manchester and, and Bristol yeah. and
0: nah, New York's definitely like the blue ribboned event. So yeah, yeah,
1: no, it is for sure. And then I think when we got this building, people in this people who are founders, it's like that fucking prime drink, right? People follow hype. Yeah. I mean, when we got this building in a big filthy you know, Dream Factory colours on the outside and people are like, fuck, people follow that hype train of like, mm. they're doing fucking cool things I they want to be a part of it. I generally think we do New York and it elevates London, right? People and founders in London will see us do New York and go, fuck, want to be part of that here at the launching in New York. Um,
0: and then after
1: New York? maybe LA. thought yeah. New York, or do LA soon after. I'd love to do Paris and Berlin, I think it'd be cool, but then there's like the language thing. I think we've seriously stepped foot in, in, uh, in New so York. So is the
0: vision to be like Content creation version of Soho House, yeah, basically, yeah. That's what it sounds like. If you're like. watching Nick Jones, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, no, that's yeah, it. That's it. Um, some people say like it was, it was. I was on the fence. What way you were going to say it? Some people go the content creation version of WeWork, or Soho House, but you're right that it's Soho
0: House. I mean, that's a, that's a better comparison.
1: Yeah, these days. We, yeah, well, yeah, for sure. But but I think it's it's more on the outside. People go it's like you're, it's a content creation house for startups but really it's a fucking community, right? That's yeah. how we grow. We, we actually haven't spent, and maybe we fucking should start, but we haven't spent a pound on advertising, right? We just haven't done it. Um, it's just we create... It, 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 it. We've landed in this thing where it's super good value for members, profitable for us, and we create an amazing service for it. So it's just this like wheel of you know, referrals, basically, and just a good reputation. I, get, I, I post like recently I've started doing it well maybe since December or something but like aggressive LinkedIn posts which mm-hmm. you know I've, I hated LinkedIn for so long yeah
0: same it's just like a bunch of fucking middle-aged women posting like them breastfeeding a kid while working from home yeah <laughs> something like that
1: yeah but I haven't breastfed like anyone yet but yeah. uh, maybe that's the next one but I just I don't know it just works I post like aggressive posts that are super honest and raw um, and I think a lot of stuff, like, first of all, there's a lot of people just using ChatGPT, write mm. Me a LinkedIn post about growing a startup, and they yeah. fucking copy and paste it. It's
0: virtue signaling, isn't it?
1: Yeah, there's loads of that stuff, right? But I think we cut through, and that, that's why that, that bell end called me out. I'm yeah. like, show me the original messages, because there is so much site on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. But I do it all the time, and then I, I put a post up on LinkedIn, and I get five yeah. or six people message and say, I've seen your post, hilarious, seen all about Dream Factory, would love to come see it. Bucket in, come see it. So the reputation, it means nothing without fucking a good reputation, right? Um, which I think we put a lot of effort into building. Shit tons of it.
0: Very true. Do you ever see this being, like, morphing into a co workspace
1: Never in a million fucking years. Really? No.
0: Why? Maybe not a co-work space, but, like, I feel like work and content and fucking communities are becoming a bit more blended now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I can imagine. Well, yeah. Like, I think founders want to get out of their fucking living rooms. Yeah. Which is what I've been doing, obviously recording shit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I work from home currently. I, I try and go, so work. It's got membership there, but I never fucking go because I'm like goblin mode half the time. Yeah. Just in, in my living room. Mm. Um, I don't know. No, I don't know. To be totally honest, so yeah, I never want to say
1: never to stuff like this, but I just see like, I don't know. Every I just see every square foot of space in here is rev. And every square foot that makes rev and makes profit is the next building, is the next great you hire, Is right? It's like, oh, it's just better gear. So I just see it like that. And I know for a fact that if I go into a building and there's space to put desks, I would rather put sets and yeah, cameras. Yeah, true. Because it's just more profitable per square foot, right?
0: And you got 300 members? Yeah. How many members do you think you can have? In London? Well, London and, and globally, like...
1: I think we'd have 60,000 members worldwide.
0: Yeah the maths on that? would be pretty fucking big.
1: Yeah. Some fuckers at home doing the math on that now. Yeah. Um, it's been
0: 18 months to this point. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. And that, how big's the team?
1: So we're 15 people. These two included. Huh? 15 months, 15 yeah. Um, so it's sick. And it's just, I think we haven't like over overstretched. I, I think uh, with the Dream Factory team, People just don't... It's the best team I've ever worked with. I'm not just saying that because two of them are here. But, but it's just... I see maximum effort. It's mental. Like I see maximum effort every day because they believe in it. And I see friends of mine who have... Loads of mates of mine are fucking... Most of my mates have startups and have employees and everything else. And I just see how their employees work. Mm-hmm. And they feel like employees who don't feel like part of it. And that's, and that's what it is, right? I think here I want to see everyone win... And I could feel that in the team and so do the members. I get meshes all the time. You know, shot with Avon today. What a fucking legend. Really helped us out. Shot with Kyle today. Betty's a hero. I just get all this all the time. Um, and that's the difference between us winning and not.
0: Is everyone fully in here all the time? Or do you do anything remotely? We don't do anything remote, no. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because currently I'm fully remote and I find it fucking... It's just not fun, is it? No. So I was going to say, do you think people are better because they want to fucking be here and actually enjoy it? Because my problem is, I can do everything everything remotely and online. Mm. I've done that for years, and it's great when you're sat in Bali having a fucking little drink and whatever, and you're not getting any work done. But then it's like, well, if it's all about the end goal, then you don't enjoy. I want to enjoy the process a bit more, and I think part of the reason I don't enjoy a lot of it sometimes, it's just because it's just like it's just so digital. Yeah, there's nothing real anymore, which is why I refuse to do the podcast online. Which is limiting, but I don't want some fucking Zoom call where no. there's a two second lag and I can't I? read someone's body language. It's know, not actually. the same.
1: It's not the same. And I, I always sc- if I see something that was recorded on Zoom, I just scroll by it. People spend too much time on Zoom anyway. They don't want to be fucking yeah. in their downtime or you know, trying to relax and watch something, watching a Zoom fucking interview. It's not a thing. Um, we had to do two days working remotely because most of the team got COVID last, last year um, for like a couple of days scratching my fucking eyes out. I was just like, what? I just need, we need to be around people. We need to be around each other. Mm. I don't, I massively respect people who can have businesses that run efficiently on, on remote work. But I'm going to get loads of hate. Like a couple of my mates have like purely remote work businesses and they're sick businesses. But even for, if I'm at home and I need to work remotely, let's say I have like, I don't know, I to get deep into something. I don't do it that often. But I find myself at like half 10 putting on a load of washing. Yeah. I have to stop myself. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Shit to do. It's too cozy. Yeah, it's mental. It's just too comfortable. I don't know. And, and if I'm doing that and I'm the founder, like someone who doesn't give a shit about the business they're working for that's working remotely, I don't know. I just don't, just don't see that.
0: Yeah, it's weird because I think a lot of people, well, it's just changed how it works. Like everyone used to always go to the office. Now some people don't, never went back. Some people are in between. Yeah. It's a dilemma yeah because like I, I, I can't work out what's what's the best way to scale a brand where I'm at now because mm. it's that stage where yeah I could have an office but do I really need a fucking small office that would have I don't know two people in because half of them are in a different country should I force them all to be in London do you know what I
1: mean
0: mm. I, I'm all constantly debating this I'm like do I just get a cheaper flat because I wouldn't and just get an office or because like right now I work from home so I have a fucking fancy flat and all this shit
1: yeah Different. But I suppose if you were to if you were to hire again, you maybe just or hire more people. you Just hire those people in London because you've been office in London and one kind of. Yeah, so
0: that's what I'm trying to lean towards now. I think it, it I think it makes there's a fucking. Exceptions it. to every rule. There's people that've done it fully remotely. You know, you read about some fucking billionaire that built a business in Airbnbs and shit. Yeah. And it's like ah, oh. but then you look at someone like Jim Shark. I'm like ah, uh, that, that that is instinctively more inspiring to me. Cause it's like you built this fucking cult yeah and you have like actual people in a place doing shit i was in
1: off camera i, or, I like spent a day in the huel office
0: yeah where's that as an area
1: it. it's like you know it's like outside london so outside. it's like in like an hour and a half on a train outside mm. london i couldn't tap that's how far it was yeah i was like why isn't this fucking yeah. working what's the crack um to buy a train ticket but yeah so it's outside london but they got the people who designed we work to design the inside of this huel office it mm. has a full gym Really? nice kitchens all like the has like the OG Huel bags that yeah, barely yeah. sealed and all that sort of stuff so it's, it's fu- like you say it's a fucking as wanky as it sounds it is an inspiring place to kick around because you see the brand story you feel really connected to it yeah exactly rather than like sitting in Stoke Newington in your fucking flat like being disconnected from everyone right
0: yeah that's how I feel yeah and it's a dilemma it's honestly the thing I debate the most with like mates is it What do I need that and at what point do you start to pivot towards that Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, with
1: Neon Beach, did you have a, a, an office or did you have. No, nah, that... I
0: used to share an office with my mate when I was like 22. And I was so premature. And I was like, fuck this. But then everything has been fully remote since then. Has it? I've always lived with mates in like a hustle house spec. Yeah. So, like, I'm not being completely alone. But. And I do like the flexibility, I can go to Bali. Yeah. yeah. I'm sick of that nomadic bullshit now. Are you? Because so you, like you were like a you were like a
1: pusher of you were like this is
0: remote life is the way to do it right? Did I see you posting stuff? I probably. Used to, I used to talk about that a bit more. I don't know. I think you, everyone has this dream of like sitting on a beach on a laptop. Yeah. Then you realize it's fucking shit you don't get anything done. The wi fis crap. I'd rather just have a holiday, which I've like never had, where I haven't actually looked at work, mm. and then just actually dial in in a place. So I don't know. It's hard.
1: So when you see when you see someone who's building a business and they're like, I'm in I'm in Bali for. You know, the next six months building this business so you look at that going
0: mm. I am now because there's probably exceptions but I've never seen anyone build anything that I would like to think I could do over the next 10 years doing it from Bali no just haven't like, I look at businesses like Huel Gymshark obviously easy examples but I think that's what I want to do
1: yeah it's like, could, they have, could they have built that cult yeah, brand not. remotely from Bali
0: yeah probably. certainly not the team and would they have enjoyed it as much even if they could probably not so time yeah. kind of get I think it's just like founder loneliness. It's something I've fucking yeah. dealt with a lot. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, it's lonely anyway, but if you're physically lonely, because you're actually by yourself a lot, yeah, you then it's kind of. Yeah. I won't keep talking about loneliness. We don't have to start playing fucking like Daniel Powter about that bullshit. Yeah.
1: Fucking hell. Do you know, you have me thinking about this. Founder loneliness is a real thing, right? And not to go into it, Lowe's, but then you have me think of it. It's, it's fucking cool to gather people together. Yeah. See it. And it's like. In Dream Factory, here it's like fucking ships in the night. Someone comes in to film, someone's leaving, and they cross paths. We just said. Like, just happened before this. Well, like, what just happened before this, right? And there's always something sick happening, and he's like, I'm shooting this content, and two of my mates sent me a grand each, and it's going to be sick, and all this sort of stuff with content with Niaz. But that happens throughout the day, but you have this like minute or two crossovers, mm. which are fucking cool. But what would it look like if we could foster that on a bigger scale, right? But the building in New York is 26,000 square feet. It's like you know, five or six months.
0: Or yeah, I've been, I've been trying to do this like, meet-up thing with the politics. So, so many people always message me saying, do, do some in-person shit, blah, blah, blah. Because I think people want it. There's yeah. this fucking like, generation, especially like people that are in their maybe early 20s now, that are figuring out how to make money online, say, so, like, first-time entrepreneurs, whatever it is, e-commerce, whatever agency. But because it's all online, they've met people online, like Twitter. Mm. They've run their ads online. They've sourced products online. They've forgotten that they're like, they're like a biological human being. Yeah, and yeah. I have probably fucking forgotten it as well. Mm. And now you can like have sex online, with, like AI and shit. Yeah. So it's only going to get worse. Japan's so, like, like, serious issues. Yeah. Right? Like, are they not like they're not having kids?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a kind condition. of fun. Yeah, like, I don't Well, you were talking about doing like a podcast with a studio audience and stuff, or just a meetup.
0: I've thrown it around because I came, I came up with this like side brand called Pool Party Social Club, mm. which I don't know where the fuck that came from. It was just, I liked the sound of it and it was like this 80s vibe, and I was like, oh, I should do some like members club. It was going to be like, it's, like it's going pool to be like NFT Yes, thing. it was kind of inspired by that, so I should probably change the name. But yeah. I haven't done anything with it because I'm just like, I don't want to do something and then people think it's shit. But, but you, don't see, you don't seem
1: like a guy who can fuck about that.
0: Nah, I don't really, but I should just do it. Because, yeah, the point is, yeah, like, in-person shit is actually good.
1: Yeah. Do you come across founders a lot that can, like, add value to what you do? Or do you just do your own fucking, like you say, lone wolf, you do your own thing? Yeah,
0: I mean, like, all my mates are founders. Mm. So I've got a very good circle there. I guess it's not that big. But, I mean, the ones I speak to on a day-to-day basis, so that's, that's good. I guess doing the pod, I always meet people. So, like three of my investors I met on the pod. Did you? One of them I met on the pod, I got pissed and he sent me the money the next morning. Class. So that was good. Yeah, yeah. Because um, That's why I like doing it in person. That wouldn't have happened if we did it on Zoom. Not the same thing. Because there's like the connection yeah, side. Yeah. Especially when you have a you're bottle in your, of wine. If he's in your flat, like, smash yeah, wine exactly. Yeah. It's almost like too intimate, but it's good. Yeah. Um, I just think this fucking generation's missing that. Mm. Even with like dating apps and shit. Yeah. This is going down a whole rabbit hole, but I just think we're kind of fucked. What do you reckon? Like, the whole birth rate thing... Because the problem now is there's so much access to everything, mm. so, so much convenience that there's, like, no point getting dressed up to go and meet people because I can just fucking speak to them or message some girl on Instagram or Hinge or whatever it is. Yeah. Which we're all all guilty of.
1: So you think you have to put less effort in?
0: Which, everything's instant, isn't it? It's, like, instant gratification. Mm. Like, you can just fucking look at a girl on Hinge you don't have to go and meet someone in a bar chat to her and, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. so people are losing those skills as well I think or losing the confidence to even go out and shit what's, I mean, your, and opinion on, what's your
1: opinion on as a Brad
0: I think it's very cool I've never really used it I've used Hinge more because I think the stock is better on there <laughs> um, I'd love to get the found on the pod George yeah. I don't know him I know friends that know him or whatever mm. but I think they've done that very very well
1: Because the, the reason I say it is because they're doing in person stuff right
0: yeah, so I want to do more in person stuff. Well, for the first time, in person stuff for space goods, because I've never done. Cause, because, like I was saying, I am the person I described. I was running Instagram ads. That's all I've ever done. Like, I grew up doing e commerce and it was all digital, digital, which is great. Mm. But then you forget, like, the customers are real people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's
0: do some massive 10 meter inflatable mushroom in Hyde Park and fucking get the police to take it down. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, some shit like that. What did you with the
1: jewelry brand? How much, like, sourcing that jewelry? Like, what was, what was that like? Cause that was your that was the
0: first business, right? Oh well, that was like one of my first ones that did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just like China. Yeah. So I went to China with my mate. That was a fucking weird trip. Was it? Like Like
1: mainland
0: China. Yeah, I went to Guangzhou, and I got my drink spiked. I think it was some. It was a heavy night, heavy week. Fucking hell! I thought it was going to be super. I was like, oh, they're going to be so conservative. We won't drink or anything. On the first night, we're going out, and we're shotting beer. That's, like, what they do. And every time you drink it, they fill it up. Yeah. It's, like, culture. Yeah, yeah, and it gets you fucked. So I was just so fucked. Yeah. It was so crooked, though. Some weird shit. Really? Yeah.
1: I had a weird couple of days in Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. That's a cool
0: place as well.
1: Hong Kong's good crack. Yeah. But rogue as fuck.
0: It's bad to go there now, isn't it? Like, there's some...
1: Well, they're, they're, they're giving, like... There's a 500... I'm going to fucking butcher this. But something like 500 million like half a billion dollars or something like that in free flights or something so basically really? to basically get people to go to Hong Kong
0: yeah probably like post-COVID got fucked yeah. someone that works for me Lucy lives in Hong Kong 8 hour time difference difficult she's the one that probably emailed you about the pod yeah 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 fuck man so it's a cool place do I you just, use any
1: EAs or anything?
0: what's that? PAs or EVAs. executive assistant? yeah uh, no I probably should she kind of is that right to an extent I mean she's watching she's like my therapist as well really so how yeah. long you
1: working with
0: her? Like nine months. But that came from the pod, so she watched the pod and just DM'd me on Twitter. Because I'm terrible at hiring. Yeah. I'm yeah. really shit. Don't know what the fuck I'm doing, because I'm probably instinctively not like good at meeting new people, or mm. I feel like I'm not, because I just like having my circle, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm hiring someone new, which I'm doing right now, I find it so difficult, because I'm just too casual, which may be good, but it's maybe not so good when you're trying to get the right people.
1: Yeah, because what well, they look... Like, I'll speak to
0: them like a mate when I've just met them on a fucking interview.
1: Yeah, and then they're like, is this dude... It probably yeah, just throws yeah, them off a Yeah, bit, yeah right?
0: exactly, and then, like, you're fully remote and shit and d- does it look professional, I don't know, so... I hired
1: an EA, like, in December. Mental. One of my mates...
0: Do they go through your emails and shit? Yeah.
1: Because
0: I spend way too much time... Yeah. Literally on Gmail. It's, like, my main tab. Is it? And I'll get fucking 100 emails a day. Why? It's I was, not I this, is it?
1: One, one of my mates who's just been made, like, he just co-founded this new company. It's pretty sick. But but he said he got this EX, he was getting flooded. And he was like, dude, I'm always drowning in, like,
0: admin. I just don't like doing it. I just find it really hard to sit down and just go through stuff. I'm really shit at delegating, basically. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, like, almost autistic with it or whatever. I just, mm. like, like doing it myself. And it's very hard to let anyone overtake it, even if they're way better than me. Yeah. Which they probably are.
1: This... this I got roped in, because usually I wouldn't like get roped into this stuff, but my mate was and I trust his opinion, he was like this changed my life, and he's not one of these like sentimental fuckers. yeah, like, you know what I mean he just gives you straight, he's like it's generally changed my life. And then I had a call with them, and I was like, my fucking fear is I'm going to wake up every day and go, "What am I going to get this person to do?" Mm. And I'm paying them every month for like. For just giving them shit to do for the sake Is it of it like me? an agency? You said a it's call. It's an agency them? that train executive assistants. Mm. So there's some dude who'd built I can't remember his name now, but he built like a multi-billion dollar business. And he was always in interviews over the years name-dropping his EA. And it was like, without my EA, I would not be able to build this business. And he and then he his EA organized a dinner that he met his wife at. And he has this whole story mm. about like his EA just like just basically helped him build this life. Um and exited that business for a fuck ton of money. And I was like, I want to help other founders you know, have that same trajectory I had. So we started a thing called Athena EA, um, where they train um, executive assistants in the Philippines processes, procedures, like how to work with people, how to make it like, really effective. So when I wake up in the morning, she's already gone through all my emails, all my Slack messages. My meetings for the day, any reschedules. So that basically first hour and a half of your day of like figuring out what the fuck's going on is already done, which in itself is like less anxiety at the beginning of the day, right? Yeah. And if there's stuff going on today, like I have to move this or change this or switch this, it's a quick voice note. You have like an app that has a big fucking massive microphone on it. Mm. You basically hit that and go, "Hey, I need to change this meeting." And I'm just, it works for me because I just trying hard to concentrate. Is
0: it just smooth? So it just really
1: works. And then as time goes on, it's just getting easier. Because mm. she has my passport number. She has all my card details. She has, like, my parents' address. She knows everyone's date of birth at Dream Factory. It's like, oh, their birth is coming uh, up. Yeah.
0: So, like, all the sort all of... All the shit I would miss all the time. I, yeah. I, I have so, done.
1: Yeah, so all that stuff. And then if I have to go back to Ireland for some reason, she has, you know, she booked flights for me and my girlfriend to go back there. It's like, that's booked, that's done, blah, blah, blah. So I don't have to, like... And it's probably saving me money because I just leave everything until like three minutes before I have to go. And it ends up being way more expensive where it's like... But I'll send you the link to have a look. It's fucking sick.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. If you're vouching for it as well.
1: Yeah. Have a call with them and then go through like what your day looks like and they'll be like...
0: Yeah, I don't even know because I, I can't even speak about this. Can I? i we'll, we'll you about before, before, the, before the recording. The thing I'm currently doing for the yeah. next two weeks, which I don't know if I can speak about I think you actually legally can't. But, yeah, that's taken up so much time. And I'm, I was pranging, mm. thinking, oh, I can't, can't run the fucking business. But actually, it's probably just a great opportunity to realise where I'm wasting time. Yeah, yeah. Because why can't I do what I think is 15 hours a day? It's probably actually, like, five hours of work. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, So you can really see... All, you can see so also. maybe I should
0: look at it as a blessing in disguise. That would be the stoic way to look at it. It's
1: fucking difficult, though. I'd be losing my mind. People yeah, are wonder am. what the fuck this is, but yeah. I would be, like, freaking out.
0: Yeah, I really shouldn't tweet about this or anything, but... Yeah, it's a lot of time. Potentially longer than I thought. 4 weeks, 5 weeks.
1: Is it going to be that long?
0: That's what they said. Well,
1: i would be fine if Yeah, that's it's a lot I of
0: time. Like, fuck. But people
1: are going to be like what the fuck is this? Yeah, I know. It all probably, probably sounds
0: super interesting. I mean, it kind of is, but yeah. Some people wouldn't recommend whatever it.
1: you're doing with this two weeks. We just shouldn't. I'd fuck. love it if I had a
0: shit job I hated, it'd be the best thing ever. Cuz you'd have but, like, to go. go into the movies yeah. in real life.
1: Like, uh, what's that play, Witness of the Prosecution? Yeah, something like, or it's, like that. Not just real life. Yeah, yeah. Class. There's Getting nothing paid to do to with see it. See it. it. Yeah. Oh, fuck.
0: Yeah, exactly. I didn't say it. Or Titanic. Yeah, that exactly. I exactly. like that
1: either, yeah.
0: But if I had an EA, is the point, I'd probably feel much more chilled about it because I reckon I spend most of my time just looking at fucking internet tabs and not actually thinking.
1: Yeah. But they like, do you ever read that four hour work week? I haven't
0: read it. I've not I've read it, but I know about it. Tim Ferriss. Yeah, just by being like super efficient. I'm trying to get better with that because I'm shit at delegating, I'm shit at planning things, I'm all unorganized as fuck. Like my standard screen is like 25 internet tabs. Mm. But then you
1: know what it is? I fucking always fall in this trap of like seeing how some people work and how some people do things and what other people are doing. And then for a second I go to like explore it and I'm like fuck, the way we work here and the way I work works fuck it so looking at loads of fucking tabs and spending 15 hours a day dicking around is working
0: yeah I guess it kind of right. does I, I don't know what i do just, I guess some, some bits work
1: there's a founder I know and, I, and, and if he watches this he's going to know it's him but he just kind of follows every like social trend that he thinks mm-hmm. is the right thing to do right I know what you mean so
0: you could know, like start mental, journaling like, people, you write about yeah, it
1: yeah well people with like if you have mental health issues it's really fucking shit right and he he made a stand when every single one of my employees and he publicly said this on, on LinkedIn he publicly said it everywhere and I think Business Insider wrote an article about him because he implemented it unlimited no questions asked mental health days I talked to the cunt three days in he's like fuck that they're all calling in fucking they're all yeah. just messaging me going hey I need today off see you tomorrow yeah and then the and it's a small fucking startup right. And I just see people go, like, that's the... Like, well, that's going to get the attention yeah. or it feels like the
0: right thing to do. There is a bit of a snowflake culture. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like... Because I, I speak about like, my mental health and shit on my pod and whatever and people are probably think I'm a fucking soppy cunt because I am sometimes. Mm. But I'm also just no bullshit. Like, I'm not... Yeah. I don't know. I think it's because I just fucking... Worked in weight droves and had to figure it out myself. So I know that I work very hard and that's what it fucking takes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like even when I go running, I'm obsessed with running now. So I'm trying to do like a sub-245 marathon. I did a sub-3 originally. Everyone said that would never happen. But I just know that if I go out for a run, if I'm beating the next can, I'm dying. Yeah. Because it goes back to when I used to do rowing and shit and it's like being in pain. It's like David Goggins. I read his books and I'm like fucking all gassed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, where am I going with this? is like, isn't, there was like some TikTok trend of people working in San Francisco and they work like an hour a day and go and fucking get their nails painted. Yeah, yeah.
1: Here's my day at Facebook. So like I just, I do off.
0: wonder if this generation is just fucked because of just instant access to everything. Could be. But like, I had to disable TikTok from my phone and my laptop. Did so you, I can't go on it. Just like addicted Like to. I've got an app that blocks it. Do you? Yeah. Fuck Because I up. was just wasting too much time. I probably don't know a lot of trends now. What's, so your,
1: screen, what's your screen time today?
0: Probably incredibly high. Do you want to check it? I'll check mine. It might be low today because of where I've been. But you check the average one, right? Uh, yeah. Well, wait, I think I've got the thing. Here we go, screen time. It's probably not my, that high. My daily average, right. Are you ready? Yeah. That's not even showing.
1: It's that bad. My daily average is twelve hours forty-one minutes. Oh that's wow, that
0: is high. That's fuck. Huh? I don't know if that's. I don't know what's f- going on? Mine's literally not showing zero, but it's, it's not as high as that. It's probably about six. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot.
1: What's yours? What? what? One hour. I need to, I need to put this fucking
0: phone down. Mine for my phone. One hour. Two hours. That's very low. Well, the that's included in my laptop. No, I don't, I don't think it is. What? I, I deleted Instagram for six months from my phone, and then I just found myself going on fucking like desktop in, Instagram to look at girls. So I just stopped. I just put it back and just accepted that part of <laughs> yeah. life.
1: But at least it's like a lesser of two evils than TikTok, right? For yeah, exa-
0: exactly. That's the kind of where I draw the line on Instagram. Twitter's all right. We
1: put that yet, like but you have to see like yeah, you're looking at girls. But also you're kind of maybe seeing trends or no you're not, you're just looking at birds, right? Yeah,
0: yeah probably, probably. Um but yeah, I don't know. Actually, I talk about this shit all day, like where this generation's going and stuff. Like, that's why the whole like, Andrew Tate thing was interesting, which I shouldn't speak about on my pod. But like, you know he's been banned in schools or something. Mm. Whereas a lot of what you're saying is just work hard. Mm. It's obviously you know, controversial parts, but it's just interesting where we're going. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I get,
1: I always go in about, I don't fucking, I do not buy in, which I said earlier on, to the fucking work. You need to be like a remote first company and you can't be forcing people to come to offices. And when I come out and say, fucking bullshit. You need to be, you need to get people around because you're not going to grow a business. You have a greater chance of building a great business if you have people together, I think. Mm. Because I see mates of mine. My housemates work remotely. I just like, kick around playing FIFA for three... I hope the boss aren't watching. But kick around playing FIFA for fucking three hours a day.
0: Yeah. In the middle of the
1: day. Like, fuck, if you were working for me, I'd be raging. But then, like, no, you wouldn't because you wouldn't know. Like, all right, fair. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But I I, I don't know. It is interesting. And then I see, like, like people I know that are a little bit younger that that never had to work in an office. And mm. then if they do have to go into working office, it blows our minds.
0: That's kind of like me. I'm yeah. so used to working remotely, I've never really done it, but I probably should, basically. And when I get out around people, I definitely feel more alive and shit. Mm. And then so you like get like, energy from being around people. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I still just resort to being a fucking gremlin and not even using my solo works membership, which is like a halfway house, you Yeah, know, co-working, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, something I've got to figure out, um, but, yeah, you've definitely inspired me with a few things. Get a fucking EA and, and get people to go into an office. I reckon.
1: Even if you do it for, like, three months. But I don't know how you measure, like... I don't know how you measure the impact of that. Yeah, it's a suppose, different,
0: because I don't need to be in, like, a studio, Say, whereas, obviously, you do if you literally want a studio. Different. Yeah,
1: but I suppose... Yeah, I don't really have a fucking choice with the team here. Right? It's not as if, like, we can remotely shoot stuff that's happening yeah. right here. Yeah. Um, but unless you did it with Rev, but I don't even know if that's accurate. If you've got, like, a team in, a, in an office in London to smash it out, and if Rev increased, how do you put it down to people being in the same room, right?
0: Yeah, it's difficult. The age-old question. Mm. I've got a few final questions, which I always seem to pivot towards. Otherwise, we could get way too philosophical and everyone would fucking click off, which I always try and do. Mm. Where do you see this going over, like, the next five to ten years? Have you thought that far ahead? I mean, it's called Dream Factory, so you must have big... Dreams for it. It's yeah. a good name, by the way. Who came up with that? Yeah, me. Was it you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, do you know what the fucking mad thing is? Not to go into a rant, but I'm excited as fuck to get this launched in the US. So, I don't know if you've seen this, but a lot of like British and Irish founders, British and Irish investors, they didn't like the name. Really? They were just like, oh, it's a bit like, and I could tell what they were trying to say. They're a bit like, oh, it's a bit like grandiose, or it's a mm. bit like, this is the dream factory, no why don't you call it, like, Entrepreneur Studios and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I said, no, because like, that's shy. Yeah. But, but, but I think it's, like, a big... That's the
0: equivalent of why I despise all my competitors who call their products mushroom coffee. I call it fucking rainbow dust. So yeah. much better. Yeah, yeah. It's the same Do you have logic. competitors that
1: just call it mushroom coffee?
0: Like, Dirty, London, Newtropics, all these shitty little brands. Yeah. Brown packaging. <laughs> are, what, are you, are you an investor or some shit? No,
1: it's just funny the way you said it. Uh, they aren't fucking members, are they? Well,
0: they're not anymore. Are they? Yeah. Oh, fuck, brilliant. Are they actually? Yeah. Make sure we don't come in at the same time. <laughs> it's a big scrap. Brown packaging. Oh, well, I mean, Someone now they were around before I was, but it's just, I like pink. Yeah. I if they watch this, possible. they won't. They know I'm. I'm coming in. in. Out.
1: But it, but it is mad. I don't, I, I don't understand if you're gonna do something just fucking max it out, mm. right? Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't just come up with a name that's fucking sick and branding that's next level and just, why would you call it, so, why would you just go, oh, no, that seems like I'm bigging the business up too much or, it's fucking mad. Yeah.
0: That's the same reason people buy silver Vauxhall courses. Yeah. And, I mean, there might be other reasons, but, like, when I was younger, I bought a green car, and everyone was like why buy a fucking green one just get a black one it's the same logic yeah some people just think well, like oh, well, you should blend in you should be well yeah like... kind of yeah I, I've just never related to that innit like that's why I like pink lights and shit you no know fucking I, mean, I, I just like the whole dream aesthetic like, yeah, I've always yeah. been into that that whole vibe so obviously the name yeah for me is good
1: yeah well I think it's fucking I've already said it here it's like 60 locations a thousand startups in each location ASAP Basically, that's it, that's the goal. We basically want to do, do you need own. to
0: raise loads more money to do that, do you think? To do it quickly, to do it quickly, yeah. And you're going through a process, which is for that what right I'm now, fucking or?
1: balancing with at the minute, right? Yeah, because part of me thinks it's funny that I haven't raised money, mm. right? And I've kind of played up like I don't need to raise money, fuck you, yeah, blah blah blah. I've done some posts about that going, I don't need to raise fucking money, we'll build this. We got this entire fucking building, and people think we've raised five or six million pounds, and we've raised fuck all. But then I'm kind of like, I can open a new one every like, you know, if we push it hard every six or seven months probably, right? Yeah. But then that comes with strains and then again, chips in the middle of the table, betting it all every time. Um, Or you just go out and raise shit tons of money and just go and get it done. But it probably, for it to happen quickly as I'd like to, probably have to raise money. Yeah. who's a thing. Mm. That's the key, right?
0: Yeah, that's, that's the process I'm going through right now. Recently, I mean, it's probably a bit premature for me, but I got pushed into it kind of. from I mean, I'm still going through that process, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but you can really kind of do. Who, you know, who it
1: is? We're, we're kind of lucky. Like we're both kind of lucky that we're not. In a, and I said as a team, we're not in a. We're not in a space where we're forced in this way, and we fucking need to raise money because runway mm. is one way or another going to run out. Yeah. So we need to raise money to get this. To, we're not in that situation. We're in the money. We're in the situation to raise money to grow. Not to stop ourselves from dying,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. It's not B2B um, SaaS. Not B2B be different.
1: Thank fuck for that. Yeah. B2B SaaS companies are great, by the way. Join Dream Factory. But um, I couldn't be dealing with it. No way. Doing my fucking head in. If I had that, like, end... If I, had, if I had, like, a brick wall at the end of a fucking tunnel in a train heading towards it every six, nine months, I'd lose my fucking shit. Because I don't get it. I don't get... Maybe it's because the way me and you, like didn't go that route of, like, the clear route of college or uni, getting a job, you know, growing up. And then you see, like, the levels where you can make more money and get a promotion and do all the sort of stuff. Mm. Maybe that's why I just don't understand a business that just loses money constantly. Don't yeah. really get it.
0: Different ballgame.
1: Different ball game. But I understand people in different businesses just need to raise money. I can't be like, oh, you're a dick, you're raising money, because it just has to be for some businesses. Um, but it's interesting, because I, I thought in my head, if... I raised loads of money, I could hire like an ex-chief growth officer of WeWork, right? Yeah. Some cunt who just copy and pasted loads of WeWork locations, understands the operations behind it, how to get deals on buildings and get it done. And I spoke to Adam Newman's cousin in early December, said that she was like, one of the early WeWork employees, I think maybe even the first one, she was just like, not to do her in on this, but she was just like, that's the worst, that's the worst hire you could make is like a, a WeWork employee who's done that because any, everyone's a genius at a blank fucking checkbook right and when she said that I was like you're fucking right
0: yeah that's true and you
1: go in and go oh, I'll pay 20% above market rate for this red, and give me that 100 grand lamp quick you can't like yeah. it's like everyone's a genius when it comes to that. but it's funny because I thought oh that could be the route to growing this fast is hiring someone like that mm. maybe it is just not from WeWork
0: right yeah I've got similar thoughts I'm like yeah raise loads of money, hire a CEO, I don't know, we'll see, mm. we'll see.
1: Do you, do, you, do you like that vibe of, like, I know someone, we can talk about it off camera, I don't know if I can say it, but I know someone who had a big exit and started a new company and raised money, like, you know, my second my second crack mm. of business, I had this big exit, and as soon as I raised money, just basically dipped and got in a CEO.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm not a CEO type, like, I just fucking, I prefer to, like, make movies and come up with, like, packaging designs. I've just become, like, fairly competent at the business side, which you obviously need to. But, yeah, I mean, even now I've been speaking to, like, the ex-CEO of another brand that sold to private equity. It's probably too soon. But mm. someone like that, I don't know. Just, you have to, have to pay them a lot and give them equity. But is it worth it, potentially? If How much right of your person? personal brand's tied to what you do now? Well, I guess it is, like, a little bit. I mean... I never even thought of myself as having a personal brand, but I started doing the pod, and now fucking 16-year-olds messaged me saying I've changed their life. So I guess I do, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, I've tried not to make the brand too much because I don't want it. Cause I think it's, I think it's negative. I think it's a net negative to be too tied to a brand as a founder, as especially if you want to like exit in the yeah. future. I think it's goblet. good to have the story as a founder, and, like, be known if you're looking for it, but I would never, like, put my face explicitly behind it. Yeah, that so was much. a big issue of my life. We I think on the it. business side, like, investors, team, or whatever, that, that probably helps. Yeah. Big thing in my last business was, like, just having
1: to be there all the fucking time. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we'd sign a contract to film somewhere, create content for a corporate at something. i am like, oh, yeah, we'll get two presenters in, and they're like, no, no, we we'll pay for you. I was like, you no, you paid for Startup Band to do it. No, no, we paid for you. Yeah. you know, so it was like so tied to it. And I was conscious of this here, and I did have the fear when this launched. You know, It was so much tied to me, and Graham Hussey's done this, and he had Startup Band, and he has his network in London, and did all this shit. I was like, fuck, this is going to be something else that's tied to me. Mm-hmm. But now, to be honest, I bump, into, I bump into members that are here that don't even know who the fuck I am, and I don't know who they are, and I meet them, and it's very little that's tied to me now. Um, not very little that's the wrong way to put it but it's not all it's not all hinged on it basically no one's joined us for five grand a year because I'm the founder of it basically
0: yeah I think there's a fine line in there Mm. so that's what I'm trying to do yeah final question and it's so cliche but it's become my fucking bombshell at the end if you could give three bits of advice to your 18 year old self upon reflection Hmm. what would it be fucking three yeah three I like three Jesus puts you on the spot yeah you would probably think of ten, but think of the best three. I would say I would go back and tell them
1: everything's going to work out. Number one. Number two would be always trust your gut. It'll serve you well. And the third one would be blinkers on and one foot in front of the other. Don't stop. That's the three things for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: there's probably fucking 10, you're right. But they're the three that instinctively, I would say.
0: Sick. Well, it's been a pleasure. I feel like we could go for fucking three hours, can we? Don't yeah, stop it, sure. I'm, not, I'm not done. <laughs> um, yeah, as always, um, we'll put all the fucking links below to Dream Factory, all that shit. I actually feel like this is very relevant audience. Oh, yeah. yeah unless yeah. all these guys haven't actually started a business yet. But my, my audience is basically all founders. That's why I always say my 7,000 subscribers is more valuable than a million people fucking clicking on some early fans model from india yeah for sure you know there might be some exceptions but that's what i think of the audience so hopefully we need to do the in-person thing i'm speaking to the camera now so yeah i'm actually going to do that at some point maybe we can do it here that'll be sick. something like that a yeah, massive fucking mushroom pie. um as always subscribe to the pod cheers for watching and we'll catch you in the next episode i can't do the mic push away which i always do
1: Peace. maybe cgi or
0: something yeah exactly boom